0: at times on this show we talk about investments and investment performance investment returns are not guaranteed and past performance does not guarantee future results good morning you're listening to McNamara on money the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. Uh, joined this morning by Mike McNamara. Uh, good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are we doing today? It's early yet, but I'm hoping for good things. Okay. <laughs> yes. well, how about you? Uh, same. Uh, same. Same. Um, it is, I think uh, I mentioned this last week, but it's very, or a couple weeks ago, it's nice to have you back uh, in person. Yeah, uh, nice to be here, actually. Um, I feel like we have a radio show if we're sitting in front of mics and stuff talking it, yeah, and talking. Yeah, it is different uh, sitting in front of a computer versus yeah, yeah. versus uh, another person.
1: Not and, as uh, much fun.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's, it is different. Um, so uh, we're, kind of, we're doing a follow-up show today uh, to what we did a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and the the topic was uh, market volatility. Uh, you know, which is a very, uh, of course, a, a timely topic uh, considering what's what's going on out there. Um, you know, there's a couple things, right? That's you know that you can kind of put your finger on as far as what's causing the volatility right now. At least, you know, the things in the news these days are uh, inflation. Yep, that's, uh, that's why there's a bunch of stuff, yeah. In- inflation. One. Uh, there's, you know, there's a war uh, being being waged. Yep. Um, and, uh, well, what's what,
1: what else is on your list? Those are the two on my list. Rising interest rates. Well, r- okay, rising interest rates. Yeah. Yep. By the way, if you're a saver, I guess you get excited about that, but they're not getting any of that right now. Not yet. Well, only the borrowers and the mortgages are going higher. Yeah. Okay, so that. Yeah. And how about R, the recession word. We gotta, mm. we gotta, we, we, those must be bad. There's one of those a- coming. And up. those
0: are just there's fear, yeah. f- right? Fear of that happening. Yeah. It hasn't quite, it hasn't happened yet, but yeah.
1: yeah. And then there's the, the B word, the, the bear market too. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are, they're, they're like five things going on kind of a thing. And it's kind of unusual. Uh, I've been doing this for oh more, more than 40 years. And, uh, this, this seems like, uh, the most stuff out there in the world that's going on in one time to get depressed about. <laughs> sort of a thing. Really? Okay. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, want to well it's hard to kind of ignore it and there's probably a lot of folks out there not too excited about what's going on but uh, the, the, and I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago um, so the the fear level that you used or the concern if I wanted to be somewhat polite uh, but fear is really a better word um for where the markets actually are, the fear I think is disproportional to the, the level of downside that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And we have this this magical marginal line of a bear market is starts when you're down twenty percent on the standard course five hundred. And, and we've been there twice for a couple of days or a week or something like that. I think we maybe yeah. touched it briefly, yeah, but it wasn't it's yeah. like what we're shooting for. You know, the a bear market. Uh, you know, That's that, that oh, I could be nervous now if it gets down below that, but I, people are getting nervous before it gets there sort of a thing. I, I, so so it, I, I, this is unusual in my career to see this level of concern with a market that's, pardon me, only... Down twenty percent. Uh, markets go up or down all the time, sort of a thing. So, the, the emotion here is f- pretty significant, which is why we're having the show, by mm-hmm. the way. So, you know, I was thinking, dealing with volatility, I could could have named it, you know, increased our ratings and said the end of the world show or something like that. But uh, as people who <laughs> listen to us know, that's that's not where we're coming from. We we, we would call ourselves optimistic and and uh, hopeful about the future of the planet, and uh, th- that's kind of going to be the there, theme here.
0: There's an, there's enough of that already out yeah, there. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we, Let's, exactly. let's let's take the other okay. side. Exactly. Uh, let's take the other side. Yeah, so
1: there, there's a, a bunch of things we're going to chat about today, but uh, as I was poking around this morning, I found a, a nice little piece that I'm going to start the show with. Okay. Courtesy does, that, of the, does that
0: involve fishing rods? Uh, no. no oh, okay. No, that was earlier. That's what, I, that's what I saw you looking at. No,
1: that yeah. was earlier. Okay. No, no, okay. So anyway, uh, so this is a, a piece from the Hartford Mutual Funds, which I'm going to quote virtually verbatim, folks. So good folks uh, over in Connecticut, by the way, insurance capital of the world, mm-hmm. Hartford Uh, These funds have been around for a long time, and and they're good people, and I want to give them 100% credit, okay, for the things I'm about to read, okay? So it's basically, okay, uh, 10 things you should know about a bear market, okay? Uh, All right, so here we go. Watch for 20%. That's the little headline. Market cycles are measured from peak to trough. So a stock index officially, we, we need to be official, reaches bear market territory when the closing price drops at least 20% from its most recent high. Whereas a correction, okay, is a drop of 10% to 19.9%. A new bull market begins when the closing price gains 20% from its low. So just, just in case you, I didn't know if you wanted to write any of that down, but just in case you were curious, those, those are the definitions. And by the way, folks, we, we do this show, what's today's date? twenty eighth. The 28th of May, 2022. Mm-hmm. We are not in a bear market officially as far as the S&P 500 is concerned. We are in a correction, okay. Uh, so that is correct. I, th- I, I, I speak the truth. Eh? Okay. So, 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 bottom line is, we have these numbers because we love to focus on it. So, if 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 a market is down more than ten percent from its high, but less than basically twenty, we call it a correction. And if it's more than twenty, the bear market comes out of the woods, basically, sort of a thing. So, just to get kind of official, you have.
0: Well, I was How just looking go? to see. I mean. I think, I think we're down about... I think the S&P 500 is yeah. down about... 13% yeah. uh, year to date yeah. as, as of this moment.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we're, so folks, we're, we're no, I want to be clear, we're, we're not having a bear market yet. Okay, we're going to have one sometime, maybe it's next week, maybe it's five years from now, sort of a thing. Okay, okay. so that's number one from the Hartford Mutual Funds. Number two.
0: Oh, I just had a question. Oh, did it did yeah. it specify there? that it, it just said the market generically, right? Did, did it say like the Dow? or the No, SMB by the way, the, the
1: NASDAQ is in, in bear market territory. Some of the tech stocks, they're down, okay. but okay. we're yeah. talking about the big folk, the big blue chippers folks. That's right. Where we're coming from. Okay, so number 2. Stocks lose 36% on average in a bear market. By contrast, stocks gain 114% on average during a bull market. So folks, I have a a long-term pretty generic sounds kind of dumb thought, but if you started investing and you were going to lose thirty six, and then gain one hundred and fourteen, and then lose thirty six, and gain one hundred and fourteen. Guess which way your money's going, folks. So for the long run, mm-hmm. okay, sort of a thing. So, so it, the the markets have gone higher. The math is kind of interesting, but anyway. 36% is the average bear market. Heck, we, we haven't... Well, we almost had one of those in early March of 2020. Remember the COVID thing? It was like 34 or something like I, think that, yeah, I think it was... Yeah, I think it was like 31, I yeah. think, was the... Yeah. Yeah, so folks, just to look back in history, the average is 36%. We're you know down 13. We've been down 20.2 for an hour. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And we got the touched clear it. delineation yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, folks, you can be a very wealthy person if you lose 36, then make 114 and lose 36. And for the rest of your life, if somebody guaranteed that to you, okay, take the bet, folks. Okay, simple and as uncomplicated as that, okay? All right, so Hartford Mutual Funds, uh, what you should know about bear markets, number three. Okay, folks, pl- please listen to the next four words I'm going to read. Bear markets are normal. Mm. There have been 26 bear markets in the S&P 500 index since 1928, okay? However, there have been also 27 bull (laughs) markets and stocks have risen significantly over the long term. So here's the deal. Bear market, bull market, bear market, bull market. As long as those keep happening in that order, we haven't gone to zero yet. And uh, the, the hard part is getting through the downtimes And we're certainly in one of those now. Okay? So bear markets are normal. Write that down, folks. Put it on the fridge or sticky or something if you need to think about that once in a while. Okay. Number four. <clears throat> people, people out there aren't going to believe this. Okay. Bear markets tend to be short-lived the average length of a bear market is 289 days or about 9.6 months that's significantly shorter than the average length of a bull market which is 991 days or 2.7 years okay so here's the deal down 36 up 114 okay let's see 9.6 9.6 months on the downside, 2.7 years on the upside. Folks, that's that's a good description of how this works, mm. okay? Or it has worked through yesterday, and please note that we're all still here, yeah. and we're all still probably not much affected on our true daily living, but what's going on for the last five months? At least I hope not, okay? All right, so number five. Every 3.6 years... That's the long term average frequency between bear markets. Okay? Uh, Though many consider the bull market that ended in 2020 to be the longest on record the bull that ran from december 87 until the dot com crash in march of 2020 march of 2000 is technically the longest okay a, a drop of 19.9% in july 1990 nearly derailed that bull just missed And interesting i get to 19.9 and yeah. oh maybe we shouldn't have one of these yeah. or something like that uh, Some, anyways, yeah, so, so so 3.6 years is the average time between good and bad to the bad markets folks that's normal N- nobody has to like it hopefully you're not making any unwise financial decisions but it's normal that's just how it is okay here's some kind of fun stuff folks and you need to think about this half Of the Standard & Poor's 500 Index strongest days in the last 20 years occurred during a bear market. Hmm. Okay? Another 34% of the market's best days took place in the first two months of a bull market. So wait a minute. 34%? Okay, okay. Uh, and then let's say so 34%. And then what was another? Okay, yep. Yeah, okay. So if you add those two together, okay, uh, there is clear bull markets. In other words, the best way to weather a downturn. Could be, to, could be to stay invested since it's difficult to time the market recovery. I'm going to write that one down too. Yeah, so you got yeah. 50% of the strongest days come in the bad time, by the way, and another 34% come in the first two months. So 84% of the time, it came within that window. How many people out there are smart enough to know when to leave and when to get back in? Nobody in this room, I can assure you, uh, nobody on the planet that can do that regularly, folks. And you need to understand that that's another thing that you have to think about. Nobody can know the future, but there's a significant chance that when you have big days, they're in bad times or just into good times and by the way the, the first two months of a bull market do you think the world is out there running around saying we're in a bull market get buckle up no, no they're saying this isn't going to last it's a bear market rally or this that or the other thing right
0: you don't know until yeah. years yeah. years yeah. down yeah, the road yeah, you, yeah. Don't look, you, you don't you don't.
1: know yeah. write that down you don't know till you look back folks right. okay you can't know that okay all right so okay and here's an here's another little kind of fun factoid a bear market doesn't necessarily indicate an economic recession there have been 26 bear markets since 1929 but only 15 recessions during that time bear markets often go hand in hand with a slowing economy but a declining market doesn't necessarily mean a recession is looming Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, So 26 bear markets, 15 recession, a little bit more than half the time, I guess. Okay, and by the way, folks, the market and the economy, this is an aside for me, the hydro funds, they're not on the same schedule. Markets generally run ahead of, of the economy sort of a thing, and there's, they're, not, they're not on the same day. They're months and sometimes a year, a year apart in terms of how that all works. So you can't know, folks. And, right. you know, and like what's going on now is people are...
0: Well, there's, there's talk in the news about the potential yeah. of a recession. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, the, p- the potential yeah. and, and that is, and that's
1: making people nervous. Yeah. And, and by the way, let, let's take a minute about that. Okay. So, so in a perfect world, we'd never have a recession. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what that means is in a perfect world. We would never have people go bonkers and spend money and buy homes and buy stocks and drive up the prices, okay? Or or increase the costs of goods and services because of whatever reason, okay? Uh, We we get carried away with money and excesses in this country. The economy heats up, bad stuff starts happening, and all of a sudden, we we went above the average average because things happen much faster than than we planned. Well, we got to go back below the average to slow things down. So it's like the, it's like a governor on a car. If they still have those things, I I don't know, but, but if our, yeah, if our economy grew steadily at the same rate, okay, we'd never have a recession, but sometimes it grows faster than it should and we get ourselves into trouble. And then to correct, it goes slower than it should to get back to average. So, so recessions are normal folks. And by the way, we, every once, in a while, we need a good one to clear the air from all the stupid stuff that's going around uh, in the world, and hopefully you won't be participating and, with your investments. You know, and, and, you know, theoretically, the, the Federal Reserve is the
0: governor, right? You yeah. know, they're the ones that are trying to, trying to keep you know prevent that from happening and
1: they're smarter than they used to be okay and by the way in the in the very early history of this country 20s and 30s and 40s we didn't have any government intervention control whatever i mean i'm, I'm not a fan of big government but there are some things that should at least keep an eye on and kind of keep people from getting preventing to be crazy sort of a thing so, and yeah. you know co- you
0: know <laughs> call me naive or whatever but i mean i feel like I I I feel like I have to have faith in the government that they're going to do what they can uh, to to, you know, try to prevent, you know, these things. Right. I mean, that's their that's their mandate. That's their job. And
1: and, and if anybody would disagree with you, then, you know, there are the countries they can move to if they can get a better deal, you know. So, uh, you know, good luck with that. Uh, Anyway, uh, number nine. Okay, this is kind of cool, too. Assuming a 50-year investment horizon, you can expect to live through about 14 bear markets, give or take. Although it can be difficult to watch your portfolio dip. By the way, it didn't say crash, or it didn't say, you know, self-destruct. It said watch your portfolio dip with the market. It's important to keep in mind that downturns have always been tempor- a temporary part of the process. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read that again because uh, th- this is important. Although it can, it can be difficult to watch your portfolio dip with the market, it's important to keep in mind that downturns have always been a temporary part of the process. And, and last but not least... Bear markets can be painful, but overall, markets are positive a majority of the time. Of the last 92 years of market history, bear markets have comprised only about 20.6 of those years. 20 out of 90. Put another way, stocks have been on the rise 78% of the time. Folks, if you had a 78% chance of winning at the racetrack, would you go? Okay, sort of a thing. Uh, 78% chance. So so, folks, it's it, bear markets are just kind of normal because we get greedy and stupid and drive pr- prices up and do things in the economy and we get carried away and borrow money and get into trouble and do this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and and they, they're just... You know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have them, and everybody would grow very slowly over time, and it would be kind of boring. But it's just, it's just, it's just not boring. Sort mm-hmm. of I think. So anyway, so so so, thank you to the Hartford Funds. By the way, a couple more. Oh, here you go. Uh, so let me let me read some numbers. These so these are, these are the twenty six beer markets. Okay, all right uh okay i'm just gonna read uh when they started uh september 1929 minus 44.67 okay april 1930 minus Mm 44.29 okay february 1931 minus 32.86 June 1931, minus 43.1. November 19... You know, you're noticing a theme here, about in a very short period of time with no regulations. Mm. November 1931, minus 61.81. Yeah. Okay, September 1932, minus 40.60. July, 1933, minus 29.75. Okay, February, 1934, minus 31.81. I'm going someplace with this, by the way. <laughs> March, 1937, minus 54.50. Uh, November, 1938, minus 26.18. October, 1930. You know, you're noticing a theme here? October, 1939, minus 31.95. All right, and, okay, So so... So, by the way, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 of the bear markets of the 20s. Let me do that again. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I apologize. 11 of the 26 bear markets in, our, in the, the, the site here happened in the 1930s. Mm. Folks... We're a little, uh, um, we're a little smarter, a little more sensitive. We have a little bit more regulation about that. Okay, and so if you just threw those out with the bathwater, and by the way, we, we haven't here, maybe, but if you threw them out with the bathwater, the the numbers get a little less scary, right. and, and a little bit more uh, separation in terms of the time.
0: And those were all, I mean, so those were tightly bunched yeah. for one
1: thing, yeah. But and
0: it, all, but and it, the numbers were pretty substantial yeah, too, as far yeah. as far as the yeah. decrease yes yeah. um, so
1: i I'm not gonna bore anybody with the dates, but okay so so let's see uh Let's just go, well, so this starts in 1940. I'm just going to read the the minuses, okay? um, And and when we get to a big one, okay, remember the average is 36%, right? So I'm going to go to 1940, minus 34.47, minus 28.78, minus 20.57, minus 21.63, minus 27.97, minus 22.13, minus 36.06. I'm up to 1970. 70. Haven't had one above the 36%, right? So they,
0: the that average, the 36%, did yeah. that include those That includes
1: first... the 1930s. Right, so
0: if yeah. we take those out, yeah. I, I wonder uh, what yeah. the average yeah, we, we, But yeah. we're not
1: going to cheat here on the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to make you feel too good yeah. uh, there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that that's correct, right? okay? So if you want to look back in the last, well, since 1970, call it 50 years, all right? So since 1970, okay, 1,173, minus 48. I, and I'm just going to, I'm not going to do the decimal. This is the radio. So, so from 1973 to the present, I'm just going to read the numbers and not round off. Okay, minus 48, minus 27, minus 33, minus 36, minus 33, minus 51, minus 27, minus 33. There were only two of those that were bigger than the 36. Bigger than the average. And remember, yeah. we yeah. got the 1930s numbers in there. Okay, so let's go back here. So, in the first big one, okay, uh, was uh, we had 1,173 to 10,374 was minus 48%. Energy crisis, super high inflation. By the way, we got over it. It lasted 630 days. Okay. And then the other big one, okay, was 10,907 to 1120 Oh wait, in the memory a lot, that was a minus fifty one. That lasted four hundred and eight days. By the way, four hundred and eight days, folks, it might seem like for absolutely everything ever okay but it's like one in the third years last time i missed my guess sort of a thing so i think uh so i, I have it's to time.
0: go off with all this I, yeah, okay. yeah no that's okay you're i know you were building up momentum they, there. they go on forever but we're going off of the air right now right. for a moment we're uh we're gonna take a break <laughs> we're talking about uh market volatility today uh my name is kirk reed i uh, joined today by mike McNamara. Uh we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back We are back. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. Uh, joined today uh, by Mike McNamara. Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing a little bit of a follow up um, to a show we did a couple weeks ago, talking about market volatility, uh, which is uh you know, kind of dominating the headlines these days uh, there 's lots of stuff going on in the world, as we discussed earlier uh, affecting the markets as as there always are um,
1: affecting people affect- who are affecting the markets
0: affecting people who are <laughs> affecting the markets um, yeah um, you know short short term I mean there's always volatility
1: right uh, by the way we 're having the show because people don't mind upward volatility it's the downward volatility that gets people nervous right y- y- uh, correct <laughs>
0: uh correct yeah i mean volatility yeah right volatility is just you ch- don't get pri- paid. a change in price right <laughs> a it's, change a, cha- in, it's a change it's a change in price that's it. uh you know sometimes it's more volatile than others uh you know, so that we we have been seeing some volatility, some downward volatility. But a- as we've di- as we as we discussed, it's not out
1: of the normal. You know, it's not out right. of the norm. Nope. Um, I mean, we forget that every time we have one, though. It's, it's three point six years. You know, that's a long time to to remember <laughs> what happened the last time. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> a little bit of short term memory <laughs> loss. It happens to us all. all right. Uh, so so here's a, like a, l-
1: a little summary before we move on. Okay. So d- downward volatility, as as uh, exemplified by. Market corrections, ten percent to nineteen point nine, or bear markets, worse than twenty, mm-hmm. um, they they happen regularly. Um, they have always, through yesterday, been followed by a bull market that took you higher. Okay, than the last time you had a high. Um, they seem like they go on forever. They don't. Okay, uh, and uh, you know, a- as an investor. Okay, we'll get to investors versus gambling in a moment or two. But as an investor, uh, your goal is to uh, understand how much volatility your portfolio should be generating, okay, and check to make sure that it's within those ranges. And if it is, by the way, if you have a portfolio that <clears throat> is supposed to go down 10% when the market goes down 20 if you're down 10% and the market's down 20 your portfolio's working. Yeah. You don't need to do anything, folks, sort of a thing. I know that sounds weird. Uh, maybe we should change something. By the way, you need to uh, also not pay too much attention to the uh, media in to of the bad news. Okay? Uh, and you need to have enough dry powder to wait it out, okay? Uh, to, make, to have it go away, because nobody is smart enough to figure out when to get out, and when to get in, and when to get out, and when to get in. Okay, if you're thinking about leaving and going to cash now, or if you're already done that, well, okay. You you just what you just did uh, is you should have left when it was at the high, not after it went down. So so people who went to cash after it went down, I you know I my point is you didn't think you were gambling, you were scared to death. But if you went to cash after it went down. That's a bad thing, folks, and if it does come back up, uh, well, we'll we'll get to that in a moment. All right, so anyway, I'm going to read uh, this. I'm just going to slip this one in. I didn't tell you about this. Okay. A secret? All right, yeah. Okay. okay. So, this is, uh, there are a bunch of these out there in the world, folks. Uh, I'm not making this up. I forget who the source is, but you'll get a chuckle out of it. And if somebody's questioning my honesty here, I'll send you a copy of it. All right. So, at the beginning of the bull market, a bull market is about to begin. You ready? Optimism, excitement, thrill. <laughs> euphoria, the world is going bonkers, anxiety, Mm. denial, fear, desperation, it gets worse, folks, panic, capitulation, I love that word, despondence, depression, hope, relief, optimism. (laughs) I just went through a bull market and a bear market with the emotions that are attached. By the way, those emotions cause those bull and bear markets, folks. They're not the result of, but that's a, that's a whole other story here, given the circumstances. So, so let me read this. As markets go up, optimism, excitement, thrill, euphoria. As markets go down, anxiety, denial, fear, desperation... Panic, capitulation, despondence. As the market bottoms and starts to turn, let's see, depression. You went from despondence to depression. I guess that's a good thing. Okay. Uh, hope, uh huh, uh huh. Relief, whew optimism again folks that's the emotional cycle people go through and just ask yourself wh- wh- where are you on that cycle right now? yeah where are we yeah. now and, yeah.
0: and and that's yeah. just like we talked about earlier i mean we don't know where we are right because we know we don't know we don't know we don't know where we're going yeah. we don't yeah you yeah. don't know until you can look backwards but
1: yeah if you if you know that you don't know then all, all, all we tell people uh, is that you can be prepared for a bear market. You don't know when it's going to come. H- how do you get prepared? You have a, a, a mixture of stocks and bonds that you're comfortable with and you know how much it'll possibly go down sort of a thing. And you and you accept that uh, and you have enough dry powder to wait a couple of years for the, hopefully the things to get over seeing so things come back to normal. And, and I'm not trying to be casual, but but that's, mm-hmm. that's about what you can do other than not do anything. We'll come back to that. All right, so um, I, I want to spend some time talking about the, there are only two roads that you can travel. Uh, if you're going to put your money to work and try to earn some profits from it. Okay. Uh, one is called investing. I'll take that second. And I call the other one gambling mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to define that. Okay. Uh, so, so, so basically let's go gambling. Kay. Okay. Okay. Uh, right now. Uh, and, uh, I need to define uh, the stock market. I'm going to do this in simple terms, okay, so that people kind of get a sense of it. And and it's, people, this is going to sound, you know, we're supposed to say smart stuff on the radio, but this is going to sound so simplistic and so dumb that people are going to say, these guys don't know anything, okay? But I'm good with that. That's okay. So uh, uh, pick a hot stock these days, Kirk. Pick one. Mm, I don't know. Apple. Apple. That's too boring. Okay. That's too, it's too big. It's the biggest company on the planet. Pick uh, a, a hot technology stock or something that's been you know, like GameStop or something. That's oh, in the news okay, yeah. Bitcoin. Th- b- the what would you pick? A,
0: well, what do you want to here? what? Yeah, I, I mean, I like GameStop. I mean, okay, I think right. that's kind of a fun one. There you
1: go. Uh, okay. All right. Um, so, so I don't even know what the price of a share of GameStop is. Uh, you, you got? I'll tell you here in uh, a second. Okay. Uh, it's currently
0: $137 roughly. Okay. All right.
1: So, so, so GameStop is $137. Okay. Uh, and, um, how how do I want to do this? Okay. So, so let's, uh, pretend that you buy one share of GameStop for 137, GameStop for $137 today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm sure that GameStop has been a pretty volatile stock for a whole bunch of reasons, that's, right? That's, yeah. You, that's you got a minus qu- performance number for that, d-
0: a year to date or something like that? Well, or? let's see. So, well, what I was going to say is that about, you know, two years ago, yeah. uh, you know, a price, you know, the price per share was about $4. All right.
1: Four to 137, mm-hmm. but I'll bet you it was higher than 137 this year. Let's see. Uh, and, and while you're doing it. Uh, oh, yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. It, the, the the highest, yeah. Looks like it was like two sixty four at like well March of twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, okay, that was anyway. It's it's volatile, folks. So that's a good one. Extremely. Oh, so 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 let's pretend we're just going to start with a clean slate. You buy GameStop for one hundred and thirty seven dollars for one share. Okay, uh, it goes down to seventy dollars a share. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that that's a big big drop. That's about half, basically, Mm -hmm. right? About one hundred and thirty nine. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's down half. Okay. Um, you you panic uh, and you sell it because it's going to zero and you're going to kind of lose money. Okay? Um, You have a loss. Okay? Folks, uh, a a loss is only a loss if you made it a loss. And in this example, okay, it it was 137 you bought it for, uh, you sold it at 70, that, that was a loss, you have a loss. Okay? On the other hand, if you bought it for 137 and it went down to 70 and if you closed your eyes and prayed for some period of time or whatever and it's 190 K that wasn't a loss that was a temporary downward fluctuation right. in the value of that stock okay so so well that's that, that's how it works folks Those okay so so but but let's let's go to the the human beings behind this so so what drives the price of game stock game stop stock up what 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 what, what makes it up? well yeah
0: uh, well, there's people buying. That's it, it. right? Yeah, right, right. Nothing, there, nothing else, right? There yeah.
1: are more people buying it than selling it. Great. So, folks, if you have a pencil and paper, yeah. write that down. So, so the reason that the the GameStop you should have picked a different stock. The Stop <laughs> stock, okay, went up, okay, yeah. is that there were more people buying it than selling it. Say and, it three times fast. Thank you, thank yeah. you. There's no, stock. there's GameStop no, stock. no <laughs> other reason that that happened. It was a supply demand issue. Now. What were those people thinking? Well, <laughs> <laughs>
0: euphoria is what they were thinking. Right? I don't okay. think they were thinking, honestly. <laughs>
1: All right, I'll uh, buy that.
0: Um, I'll buy that. They well, yeah, they were, per, perhaps they were thinking it was going to continue to go up.
1: Did no, perhaps right, about it. They right, think that's, it's going through the moon. They're going to miss out. Right? Okay, FOMO, but, fear of missing out. But,
0: <laughs> but on this one, I mean. Oh. I mean, this one's been in the news for other reasons, right? That it's like people are just kind of playing with it. There's, there's I don't think there's anything to do with the company to, to, you know, warrant buying this stock, you know, like, uh, you know, there's nothing. Yeah. So the the
1: day traders, things like that. Right. Right. But, but, okay, that's correct. But wait a minute. Let's assume a regular person who was a young f- in the technology industry yeah. and was reading about that and said, yeah. "Geez, that looks like a good company." I think yeah. I know some people who work there. Yeah, that person wasn't a day trader. That that person, you know, by the way, that person made some what they thought rational decisions about why to buy it, sort of a thing, but they still bought the stock. Well, okay. The 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 point is, folks, and and you need to understand this okay that what people it's a supply demand issue okay and what if stocks go up people are thinking good things about the stocks uh hello if that sounds really too simple folks well try to deal with it okay because that's how it is okay okay same thing on the other side right if you bought the game stop for 137 mm-hmm. and it went went to 70 what caused that People selling, more people selling, bailing and, yeah. a whole lot. Supply and demand yeah. Yeah. again. Supply and, and demand. And, and what were they thinking? They thought it was going to go down already. So by the way, okay, that was one example of buying and selling a stock with either excited people driving the price up or depressed people driving the price down. Okay, folks, that what goes. That's what goes on in the stock market store. Every day, okay. Stock market. Did you get that that second word? It's a place where people go to buy mm-hmm. and and in this case, sell things. Unlike your your food market, sort of a thing. Uh, and and so in that market, and there's lots of different different kinds of stock market. But in that marketplace. People and institutions are buying when they feel good about this stock or that stock or the whole country or the whole big blue or whatever. And they're selling when they're nervous. Okay. Th- that is the volatility that's in the name of this show. Okay. That volatility is the movement of price around a mean for whatever reasons. And by the way, there are only two reasons. Greed, I want to make money. Or fear, I don't want to lose money. Mm. And, and that's it. Okay. So the the stock market is just a big store whether it's the bond market the stock market whether it's it 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 doesn't make any difference and what's going on in that store are supply demand things where people are driving up or down the prices okay about because they're thinking out in the future that something good is going to happen about this or that or the other thing okay well let's go back to game stop for a moment okay what happens if games stop and I don't know any history of this but what happens if all of a sudden they start coming out with really good products and or they start really doing good service for their clients and or they get a good reputation in the industry for being good honest people and what happens if over time they make all the right financial decisions about building and growing a company okay what, what's going to happen to the price of that company
0: it, it's gonna, it's gonna go up.
1: And what was the reason for that? Well, the, good, the, good reasons, everyone. The, the, yeah. the company, yeah, yeah the company who, was who make, Who yeah. controls that? The company. The company. Okay, yeah. not, not. So, so, how, how is a company doing its own business and trying to do right? And if it succeeds, okay, how does that connect to what's going on in the stock market store today with GameStop?
0: It well. Pe- people are going to notice that, right? But that takes time, right? And people are going to notice that and they're going to say, oh, this is a good company yeah, but- and, and it has good long-term potential yeah. and I'd like to participate in yeah. that.
1: So so how long does it take to buy or sell a stock in the stock market? A minute. Yeah. How long does it take a company to grow and get better? Years. Okay, so, so folks, th- th- please think about this. Okay, the stock market and whatever it does to the price of GameStop today has really no control over the future of GameStop mm-hmm. and if they're a great company and they do wonderful things and expand and grow and stuff guess what does, does, it's going to become more valuable so the you know so instead of having crazy stuff happen at 137 maybe it happens at $500 a share 10 years okay but understand folks that a company has the price of its shares under its own control but it takes a long time to do that and unfortunately, you have to deal with the markets every day and the fear. But they're not—they're not connected Be- because you drove up the price of GameStop by buying it at 150. Did that make it a better company? Nope. No, no, no. Nope. So, so, so people have to understand, okay, that that what goes on in the stock market—it's buying and selling, it's human emotions, it's predicting the future, okay. And it doesn't relate a hoot to what's actually going on in the company, good, good or bad, sort of a thing. It, it, there's a there's a disconnect there. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. folks. Okay, and and so so f- from a from a gambling point of view, if you're paying attention to the st- if you're owning stocks and you're paying attention to the stock market and the stuff that's going on there. You're a gambler. By the way, if you bought that smart young techie who bought TechStop, uh, you know, GameStop at one thirty-seven, he didn't think he was gambling, but he was making a bet on the future of that, good or bad, sort of a thing. But he didn't control the company; the company controls the company. So, so you can speculate on the prices of stocks. I use speculate; that's a nicer word than gambling. Okay, or you can invest. In good companies, and how long does it take them to grow? And, and what's the time frame? Years, 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 years. Okay, so there's there's two roads that anybody who has money who wants to quote unquote invest can walk down, and we are clearly a fan of the latter, which we'll get to, n- n- not the former. Okay, so so you need to understand that that anything that goes on day to day in the stock market are people acting on their emotions, maybe it's one company, maybe it's one industry, oh, the energy industry is going out of business, you know, oil, gas, whatever, sort of a thing. So maybe it's the whole, everybody's nervous about the world, which seems to be going, Mm -hmm. you know, so so those emotions, which are reflected in prices of things in the stock market, Hmm, oh, things have gone down. No, big, big surprise, kind of given the circumstances. Uh, so anyway, um, that, 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 that's my definition of gambling. P- people, uh, you know, you, you, if you decide if you bought GameStop at one thirty-seven and decide to get out at seventy, you just gambled, okay? Uh, be, because you didn't know what happened, okay? You you locked up your loss, okay? Uh, and you made a bet. On a short term, but what you were looking at, you were you were really trying to figure out what's going on in people's minds, right? If, if you're mm-hmm. if you're in the stock market, you're wondering about what people are thinking and what, and not necessarily what companies are doing. And right?
0: shor- yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and, and the the issue is short term. Yeah. it's. That's that
1: people can have an effect on the market. Yeah. Short term. Well, no, they can have an effect on the price of the share and the market. Yeah. They can't have an effect on the company. R- correct. Yeah. And people need to understand that distinction. Stocks versus companies is maybe the best way to say it. Correct. You okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I mean, we said, you know, we said it before, but just, I think this is, you said, you know, going down to the core of it, you know, in a, in any given day, if more people are selling than buying. The price comes down. That's my report, right? The market because okay. because it's just it's it's supply and demand yeah. on a on a short term basis, yep. Uh, yep. and that and that affects the prices. But yep. when you step back and look at it longer term, that's when it really takes into account the actual company. Yeah, and
1: yeah, yep. So so if you if you are looking at the prices of stocks, what you're really trying to bet on is how people are feeling about things right right? If, right you know how people are feeling about this company or the market sort of thing if if you know my definition of investing is not trying to figure out what human emotions are going to be going forward because that's what what you're what you're doing in that emotional machine called the stock market right okay uh so we don't in, in our office, we don't have a Barron's or a Wall Street Journal because we think it's kind of silly, to be perfectly honest with you, okay? Uh, and, and for most folks listening to us, I think it's probably pretty silly, too. You know, if, you have a, if, you, if you're invested in some well-designed mutual funds managed by some reasonably smart people, and if you have it in a well-diversified portfolio, if you've done your homework up front, Pro- probably not a lot of things you can or should be doing given the circumstances okay so uh, let's see here um, the, the other thing about the the stock market store I guess that's the way I describe it uh, is that there's a whole industry that's grown up about that it's called Wall Street they're bad these days and <laughs> most sometimes they are anyway but but so there's a whole industry grown up around getting people's money invested in stuff okay uh and, and honestly i the the longer I get in this business a, a good part of that industry is with design- them they have to make money okay uh but it, it, historically it's been we have to have more transactions we have to get people to buy and sell That's pro- that's kind of a profitable thing i think that a little of that's changing, but not much but you, you need to understand and you know I, i'm I'm okay with it, we need good investments. We need good money managers. But there's a whole lot of folks that don't fit that description out there in the world that might look like they're reputable in terms of wanting to manage your money or do this, that, and the other thing. Or sound intelligent when they say do this or that or the other mm-hmm. thing. But it just, it, it, you know, it, it's that's going against most people. That's just a, a negative, I guess. Okay. Um, let's see. Short-term performance Investment wise, okay, absolutely random and unpredictable. People, people can't. F- folks, if you're in the stock market store, making a guess short term is is, is very, very scary. Actually,
0: um, uh, very, very well, scary and and risky. Uh, yep. Uh, you know the the short yeah short term is you know sometimes people will come and say you know uh, you know want to do something with this money but but only for a year yeah or two. Oh, yeah. And yep. that's just you know that's just yep. that's too short. Yep. Um, you know, a, a year or two might sound like a long time frame, but but in the stock market, that that's a that's that's a short period of time. And yep. and the as you say, you know, the randomness is just it's so unpredictable uh, over shorter periods of time that that we don't want to you know we don't want to take that that type of risk.
1: Yep. uh, And and folks, uh, let me read that again. And then let me give you some evidence that I'm very comfortable that supports that. Okay. Short term investment performance is absolutely random and unpredictable. Okay. There's a, there are many outfits, but there's an outfit called Callan, C-A-L-L-A-N, who produces what, you could Google as a periodic table of investments, and it's really cool. Okay, so I'm looking at one that ends in uh, 2019, and the point is still made. Yeah. Okay, And this is a 10 year chart, okay that shows the performance of a bunch of different kinds of basic investments, stocks and bonds. And it shows who won each year and what the order of in terms of returns were, okay? Okay, so uh, in 2009, I'll hop around here, Mm -hmm. but in 2009, you should have had all your money in emerging markets because they're up 78.5%, okay? Um, And by the way, in 2010, those emerging markets were only up 18. But by the way, you're on a roll now, right? Yeah, well, in, uh, so, so emerging markets in 2009, top of the hill. Emerging markets in 2011, bottom of the hill, minus 18%. Okay. Uh, let's see. In 2010, uh, g- gold, okay, w- was the winner. Uh, by the way, in 2013, g- gold was the big loser. Top of the heap, bottom of the heap, okay? Uh, Let's see, some other fun ones, okay? um, How about bonds these days? Okay, so Treasury Inflation Protected Security. About a minute? Okay. All right, And in in that case, I'm not going to have time to finish this, so I'll just kind of summarize. So I am looking at a very colorful chart. Each of the investments is a different color. I'm looking at a 10-year time frame. And if you just follow one color in terms of where it finished in the the realm of the ten or twelve investments that they're citing here every year, they bounce all over hell. Is the is the short story. It is unpredictable from year to year to try to make a guess at what's going to be a winner what's going to be a loser when what to get in when to get out. So if, if you if you really want to understand that you can't predict short-term performance, please go grab one of these callan charts and there are several other ones, but just what would you grab a uh, uh, investment periodic table chart. So uh, it's yeah, if you s- if
0: you search callan yeah. periodic table of investment returns, yeah, okay, uh, cool. that'll that'll come up. Yeah, um we
1: if, rest, we rest our case before the break. And you right? got to see
0: it. You got to see it to, it, to it's understand unbelievable. it. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right.
0: Uh, all right, so uh, we're talking about uh, market volatility today. You're listening to McNamara on Money, uh, Kirk Reed, Mike McNamara. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back.